The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. This is for you. This is for you and me and who we see when we see each other. This is for all. This is for all the time you tried to find your sister or your brother. And you're not crazy anymore. You've been waiting at the door. And it's time to Yes, my darlings, it is time for the door to open on this Halloween morn. It is time. You are listening to Waking Up in America, a radio magazine, dynamic radio dialogues on life today in America, brought to you by the Coning Company, brought to you by drval.com and 42action.org, and brought to you by Patricia Bragg and Happily 200. And today, as you might have guessed, my darlings, it's Halloween. Now, <laughs> this whole idea of <laughs> women being little nasty witches <laughs> actually has a long history on it, but we're going to give you a little bit. That was Randy chuckling her semi-witch <laughs> chuckle. Why do, wit- why do women always get the bad rap? <laughs> because we're so powerful, darling. That's how it works. Yeah. So here's a little history. I went to history.com, Randy, just okay. so we could put a little something out here. So straddling the line between fall and winter, plenty and paucity, life and death, Halloween is a time of celebration and superstition. It is thought to have originated with the ancient Celtic festival of Shamhain, where people would light bonfires, wear costumes to ward off roaming ghosts, and in the 8th century, Pope Gregory III designated November 1st as a day to honor all saints and martyrs. The holiday, All Saints Day, incorporated some of the traditions of Samhain. The evening before was always known as All All Hallows' Eve and later Halloween. Over time, Halloween evolved into a secular community-based event characterized by child-friendly activities such as trick-or-treating. In a number of countries around the world, as the days grow shorter and the nights grow colder, people continue to usher in the winter season with gathering costumes and sweet treats. So, what do you think about that? Very, very interesting. Um, you know, it's, <laughs> I never even knew history.com existed. I had never looked that one up, so good job on that. <laughs> 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 I was just checking it out while you were talking. So, uh, yeah, I mean, everyone is, um, I don't, you know what, here's the thing. I've talked about this before. I've talked about it on my law call. Doctrines and traditions. Like, we don't even know why we do certain things. We just do them because... You know, as a kid, we did them, and our parents were a part of it, and so we just kind of all raise up, and we just keep doing these same things over and over again, and we don't really know where they come from. So you just, you know, taught me something that I had no idea. Go to history.com, look a few things up. I mean, I don't know who put the site together, but... 
Were you, when you brought up about how we do things because um, because people before us have done them, um, I've been a bit, an adventurer over at Weight Watchers probably three or four times in my life, and I find it a very valuable program when I've gotten out of control. Okay, mm-hmm. but one of the stories that they talk about they talked about in Weight Watchers years ago was the fact that um, this woman had a, a ham recipe. Okay. Okay. And what you did is you cut off each end of the ham, and then you put this special stuff on it. And it's been in the family for like a hundred years. This ham recipe, right? Okay. And so finally, somebody asked the great grandmother, who was still alive, "Why did you cut the ends off the ham? What what did that do for the recipe?" Now, mind you, they've been making this recipe for almost a century, right? Mm. Do you know why? Mm-mm. Because the ham didn't fit in the pan. all these years people chopping the ends off the ham because it's part of the recipe wow so that was you know you were pointing to something like that and and what you're also pointing to and and one Halloween has got to be one of my favorite times for exactly the All Saints thing because today is actually the day of which the spirits are the closest to the earth okay so this actually is the most spiritual day of the year is Halloween, in the spiritual, sense of being able, like, positive being able to connect with high, higher spirits. The past, you know, you and I okay. have been to remote viewing. So today is a day that I'm going to celebrate the people in my family, people that have done remote viewing and people that have done um, work with Ed Dames. We actually go inside of something that's a tube torus, which means time is not linear. So inside of a concept where time is more like a donut that's all connected rather than a linear line, um, all of our ancestors exist. We just can be in contact with them. So today, you know, to my sister Patty, to my sister Shane, to my to my mother Audrey, to my father Basil, um, to my dear Auntie Joy, to my precious Auntie Cleo, to my wonderful Uncle Stan, all these people that are past, I'm inviting them to be with me today, and I'm with them, okay? I'm looking at family pictures, and I'm being with the the spirits and the essences that have left the earth, and here we are today, and it's a day to honor our connections with them, and maybe even share, you know, what it is that we got from each one of them that makes us so precious, so... I'm surrounded by um, people that I cherish that aren't here. Now, there's a flip side to this coin because what happened in the Middle Ages, Randy, is the church was wanting to raise some money, the Catholic Church, and they, they created this fabulous little fundraiser for the church, and it was called Persecute the Women, Call Them Witches, Put Them on Trial, which <laughs> happened in the United States, and it also happened all over Europe. Do you know what happened when a person was accused of being a witch? Uh, well, they thought that they were doing magic of some sort. Well, and then so they, they said. They what? I said, or so they said. But here's the legality of the whole thing. If you were, it's just like bloody outrageous. I wrote my paper on it in college because I just couldn't believe that the world had done this. Of course, we're still doing things like this today, but it was I was much more naive at that time. Let's say that I accuse Randy Shannon of being a witch because she pulls off some very magical stuff, mud wrestling, <laughs> legal good. issues, all that kind of stuff. Not anything <laughs> an ordinary human could be. So if I point my finger at Randy, and I can do that. I'm a member of a community. Let's call it Salem. 
And I point my finger at Randy and say, you know, I've seen her out after um, 5 o'clock at night, after dark, and um, I've seen her doing things, and I think she's a witch. Bing! Randy gets put on trial. Okay? And I've I can never win you. that trial, I'm sure. You, oh, yeah, well, you kind of could, sort of, but I'll tell you how you would win it. What would happen immediately is, is that then your land and your property would be confiscated. Mm, See the brilliance of this little thing that they were doing? Sounds so familiar. <laughs> yeah, doesn't it sound familiar? It's today, okay. Your land ahead. and your property would be confiscated. Mm-hmm. And then you would be put on trial, okay? Now, guess what? guess what would happen, how you would prove your innocence? How? I don't know. They tie you up with rocks and they drop you in a pond of water, okay? Mm-hmm. If you floated, you were a witch, and if you died, you were, you were innocent. Wow. Yeah, wow. So, I was trying so to there was this. death no matter what. You couldn't win. Well, you did in the sense that if, if, you, if you died, then they didn't get your... Well, there, there was some way that they didn't get all your land or something. Or if you huh. didn't, I can't remember. It's been so long. I wrote the paper like fifty years ago, but um, there was one of the guys that managed to save his land by he did die, but he saved his land for his family because he said a certain something, which I unfortunately don't recall what it was. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So that was how his fa- his family out of all of the Salem witch trials, um, that was the I think he was the only one that saved the land for his family. Well, so those people that were on that committee, are they the ones running the country today and the court systems today? Well, I'm sure they're their ancestors. <laughs> They've got to be because it's so... It, fast forward to today. If anyone says the word cure or they take some herbs or some vitamins or some minerals and they give them to somebody, if I give them to you and I cure you of your ailment, which, you know, hey, I'm not really curing you. Your body's curing itself. We're just feeding it. But if I said that cured it, I'm going to prison. That's where Kevin Trudeau sits today. Yeah, no, I get it. And I'll tell you, there's more to this nasty little story, because in Europe they were even worse than we were here, okay? Here it hit Salem pretty much. In Europe, in France, it hit a lot of towns, in Spain too, as I recall. But here's what happened. The men in the Crusades went off to war and in the Holy Lands, quotes the Holy Lands, doing their little holy battles and stuff. And they killed a lot of people, and a lot of them got killed. And then they came home, because they, they were pretty decimated, and they looked around, and they went, huh, while we're gone, the women seem to have taken over, right? Mm-hmm. So they got behind this whole thing, too, along with the Catholic Church. And in one town in France, as I recall, 98% of the town went on trial. Wow. In another town, what was really interesting, the people out. were crazy because what happened was there was some kind of mold in their bread and so you had a whole town full of people acting nuts Mm. and they all got put away and here's one of the things that really shocked me when I was doing this Randy six generations of children watched their mothers being burned at the stake horrific actually six generations of children can you understand why um, men could be haters of something or women could be haters of something because they literally watched their parents being burned at the stake for their for their beliefs and their in- innocence in most part. And it's it was all because they were, they were developed themselves as healers, see? Wow. They, the magic that they were doing was is that exactly what you were just alluding to. They were actually curing people. And, you know, it reminds me of this, of the, what is it, 12 doctors that have been murdered for working on cancer that Edward was talking about? Yeah, it's moved up now because there was just somebody in the last uh, couple weeks that was 
murdered also. And, of course, they said it was a suicide again. <laughs> I've never seen so many healthy, healthy, healthy people <laughs> so depressed. It's like it's not even possible, to be honest. It's not even a probability that they were possibly that depressed. Healthy people, naturopathic people, yeah. um, they just, they're naturally high. They're naturally healthy. They, I, on Facebook, I, I put a couple posts this week, and I was uh, having an absolute bend over uh, gut laugh with Kelby yesterday because I put something up on Facebook that said, my mom didn't give birth to uh, just anyone. She gave birth to a legend. <laughs> <laughs> and then it said, high five, mom. <laughs> and he I said, love it. You, <laughs> he said, do you have any humility? I said, no. <laughs> uh, why I'm should always- you? <laughs> <laughs> and the other one was, uh, I'm awesome. Uh, it started out with, good morning, I'm awesome, carry on. And I, <laughs> You know, I now I know the that. secret chord that runs between <laughs> us. Okay, my favorite song is Mary Martin's, I've got a crow, I'm just the cleverest person, t'was ever my fortune to know. I taught a trick to my shadow to stick to the tip of my toe. I got a crow. It also <laughs> goes on to say, I got a brag. I have fingers and feet I can wiggle and wag. I'm telling you, we're terrific, folks. Mary Martin had it nailed. Randy exactly. Shannon has it nailed. It's so fun. I, and here's the thing. You can spread that and be super contagious. I threw it up on my Facebook pages, my back-end profile pic. It said, good morning, I'm awesome, carry on. And then on top of that, I actually texted that out to all the kids, and I knew they were all asleep. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they wake up and they read that about me and, and one of them, I mean, they all responded hysterically, but they're like, Lowell, Mom, where do you get these things? And another one just said, you were such a crack up. <laughs> so, well, you know, it must have been a week, Randy. It must have been a week because I was in court, right? You know, my little favorite home away from home now. Now that I've taken on a major chess game with Deutsche Bank, and I'll tell you, they got some mean players over there at Deutsche Bank. Fortunately, I've got a good court, a good judge, and Roger and um, Robert in the courtroom who are the clerks, and they're they are good friends. So Robert opens up court, and he goes, what kind of day are people having? And he's all oh, blah, blah, blah. I said, I'm having a great day. Thanks for asking. And he goes, boy, we haven't heard that before. The thing is... <laughs> What Randy is talking to you about gives you the space to for for people to join you, laugh, and be very helpful. You ought to see what these two court guys do for me. I'm not going to give you all the details. I don't want to get them in trouble. They're just helpful. You know, nothing illegal or anything like that. Just plain helpful and have you thought of this and blah, 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 blah. So Yeah, you you had mentioned uh, off-air. Were you going to talk about something with which court? Which one? Oh, you mean which part? You had a new oh, move the letters or something? To the judge or, I can't remember. Yeah, that's what it was. You told me. I said, "Did you do something new?" <laughs> you said, "Yeah, I'm going to save it for air." You okay. Well, part new. of what's been. Oh, yeah, we'll tell you about that. Okay. Part of what's been going on is that uh, I don't want to. I don't want to blow it in case somebody's listening. But you know, listening in the courthouse. Well, what's going on is I found a friendly judge in a friendly court. And what that means is, when you're pro per, you have the opportunity to make a lot of mistakes according to the court rules, because that's just the way it works. You don't know everything, and they've been doing it for years. So if you find somebody, Haynes versus Kerner is the request that you can make, and you put that in writing. They like stuff in writing best. So 
you turn it in in one of your documents that you want to be honored by Haynes versus Kerner, there's a whole thing on it. It's where the judge is helpful to you. Mm-hmm. And I already knew in the beginning that this judge would be helpful. But one of the things that I have found out is that there's actually ways that you can write the court so that you're not just standing up in front of them, but you can actually write the court. And I have taken up on doing that. So every time the opposing attorney does something, by the way, they're paid to be like this, okay? So of course, it's not yeah. like she's picked, singled me out or anything of that nature. She's doing her job. Deutsche Bank mm-hmm. is getting their money's worth out of this woman. So what she does is she, I was supposed to enter enter something called interrogatories, Randy. Right. There's a lot of questions Questions. to them. And so when I had gone to court, the judge asked her to send me the interrogatories because I had never gotten them. So that's a clever thing, too, which is go after the person for not answering something they never got. Right. And, and, And just to explain it for the audience, interrogatories. So the bank... Uh, attorneys will make up a whole lot of questions and they give them to you, Val, and then you've got to be like a monkey and like jump through every kind of hoop and <laughs> try to give <laughs> answers to all those questions. And if you can't answer them, you say you can't answer it. Right. So I was supposed to have gotten these interrogatories last year. I have never seen them before, okay? Mm-hmm. And so when you send stuff, uh, when you're doing legal things, always mm-hmm. send it certified mail with return receipt requested okay she didn't do that so she sent me stuff and she has no way of knowing whether I got it or not but she's ready to um, you know have the judge go after me in court for not answering these things so the judge instructed her to send me the interrogatories that was on the 21st on the 27th she sent me the interrogatories through an unfamiliar email and it ended up in my spam folder (laughs) That was quite a big, long lapse there. So then um, I called her office the next day and said that I hadn't received the interrogatories, any of them, and I CC'd a couple of my friends that are attorneys. I got those interrogatories so fast to make your head spin. However, when I opened them up, Mm -hmm. there were a total of like 150 questions. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's the, what I'm saying. Right, you know? right. I've just verified what you're saying, like documents and <laughs> things, all the stuff I was supposed to provide. And I started laughing because it, in the old days, I would have got crazy, right? Mm-hmm. What I did was I just wrote a letter to the court. And I said, Your Honor, you know, basically, you asked that these be sent a week ago. I just got them at a certain time in the afternoon. There's 150 questions here. There's no way that I can answer this in any of this time. Somebody kept saying, oh, just do some of them. I said, I'm not going to do any of them. I'm just going to ask for an extension because I'd like to be professional and, um, you know, do what's requested of me. And and I turned that into the court, Randy. Yeah. Okay, so I'm pretty sure that I will get an extension. If I don't, you see, I'm on record for the future. Let's say... See, what you want to do is you want to be on record, not just for that moment, but you want to be on record for the future because they keep track of all of the stuff that goes on in the court. And you can say, you know, I actually was told that I would get this and such, and I did not get that. And so you always say for the record or on record. Okay, and then it puts it on record, and they keep minutes of the cases and such. So even though you think you might be losing something in the moment, if you say, you know, Your Honor, I I object to the fact that this particular attorney, she loves to testify when she's not supposed to. She, like, feeds the judge information on, 
you know, whether I've done this or that. The other thing, and it turns out that's illegal for her to do. That's her testifying. Mm-hmm. So I'm going through this thing. I really, honest to God, I have the feeling that really, actually, that we're playing chess. And I'm enjoying the game, to tell you the truth. Right. Well, as long as you're the winner. Well, I don't end. even have to be the winner, okay? Why? <laughs> because, <laughs> because in this game, there's no end to what I can go after them for. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the thing I was telling you about was that uh, about the rescind. Was that it? What I was telling you about the re- that I rescinded the loan. Yes, you rescinded a loan or something. Yeah, it was really simple too. And I think I think it's worth a try. Anything. Remember, you're doing it um, for the record. Okay. Exactly. Okay. So. So when you rescind the loan, uh, what's supposed to be the outcome? It's another it's another wedge in the thing of um, that you actually have the right to rescind a loan, mm-hmm. we do. Uh, and Everyone. because you've never been given money. Exactly. Okay, and the whole thing is based on the fact you know if you take a look at HR one nine two it's one nine two right HR one nine two. Mm-hmm. I think so. If you take a look at HR one nine two, it says that money is you know is coin. You never were given any coin. Never. Nobody's never, ever never, seen Never, never, not ever. <laughs> so this is just one more thing for the record, okay? And they all add up to the point. Um, what were you talking about earlier about fraud? When you were saying to me, if you find this particular thing, it was called a borrower's certification. Yeah, they slip author. it in at the closing, and anyone who is battling their note, their foreclosure, whatever at all, this is called a borrower's authorization form. That's one that's one name for it. And the second name, let me tell you, if I can get to it quick, it's called the, oh, I thought oh, I had a second name. It. Borrowers, it's, yeah, so just look in. It, it, they slide it in when you're doing all the closing. Sign here, sign here, sign here. It's called Borrower Certification Authorization. And if they stuck that in there, that's a smoking gun. And everybody needs to reach out to me at Support at 42 Action for that because... Um, we're proceeding forward. There's a group of us after we had Ken Dost on the call last week, and he was our guest on our Thursday night call, um, and everybody definitely has to hear the replay. It was an hour and 20 minutes, and he got to really lay it out, and it was unbelievable because that's where the fraud came in. When they slid that in, you signed it. You didn't know what you were signing, and basically they took your signature. They never signed it, they, but they took your signature and your note, and they sold it over and over and over and over again, and they made hordes and hordes of money, and you made nothing except you just get to pay, pay, pay like a nice little slave. So and we're actually, actually going to take a break. I, I want you to save this cliff, I want you to save the cliffhanger part of this, the Halloween cliffhanger, for where they need <laughs> hordes and hordes and hordes and hordes of money. Okay, because we actually have to get our sponsors on before the half hour. <laughs> Let's do it. You are, you are listening to Waking Up in America with Dr. Val and Randy Shannon. And uh, we want you to visit our uh, website at wakingupinamerica.com and sign up for our newsletter. Check out our sponsors. And if you send me a registration form that's got gobbledygook on it in an email, I, put a, I just delete it. <clears throat> you have to fill out the form if you want to be part of the club. That's the way it works over here. Um, so there's really great stuff in there, and we're right now we're creating the Happily 200 page, which is um, inspired by Ron Zeller's book, Aging or Ageless. Um, the membership is we're over 30 members now. I'm really pleased with that. 
um, and we'll be putting out our first newsletter in um, in January. If you want to be find out more about Happily 200, you want to go over to wakingupfundraiser.com, read about us, join us. Some people are just sending us $50, $200 just because they want to see this thing fly because Happily 200 is actually the possibility of a rip-snort and happy life. Whether you live to be 200 or not, it brings together the elements of what it would take to actually want to live to be 200, to tell you the truth. And one of them <laughs> is um, actually taking care of these little puppies that have been lying to us, bothering us, and stealing from us like little tapeworms. So we have Kayani, and Kayani is my idea of a superfood. We have Patricia Bragg's apple cider vinegar. If somebody says they don't have enough money, go buy a bottle of apple cider vinegar and start your recovery because Patricia Bragg's apple cider vinegar will do that. And one of the things I have done this week is I have done apple cider vinegar, distilled water, and lemon juice per Ed, um, Edward Group III, who we're working to get on the air with Patricia hopefully next week and I've been just drinking that particular formula and my energy has gone up I've been sleeping better all kinds of things are happening so we're about preventing things before they show up we're not about curing cancer over here we're about making sure that cancer just never gets even mentioned because you're busy mud wrestling with Randy in some pit somewhere in Florida <laughs> we have um, Sergation Winter Tea, the same kind of thing, strengthens your immune system. We have Protandin. All of these are over on the website, on the right hand side of the page. All the links are there. Coningcompany.com clears out the eustachian tubes, clears up all kinds of problems. 5,000 year old process. It's amazing. Check it out. AquaChi. Um, not only does AquaChi detoxify folks, you kind of start to sparkle after a certain amount of time because the, literally it energizes you while it's doing it. We have um, El Pinto Salsa in case you just want to snack on some chips and salsa from our friend Jim at the El Pinto restaurant, a destination restaurant in Al- Albuquerque. Get over there. You'll love it. Oh, by the way, he's agreed to treat us, okay? We get our bums to um, Albuquerque the whole radio team, and that includes, you know, whoever we invite, Jim will will wine us and dine us. He's promised. Nice. How about that? You know, I know. You said, could I do it? Yes, we've done it. It's done. <laughs> Marketing with the stars. Oh, yeah. And that includes you, too, Mike. Anyway, Marketing with the stars. Uh, really. Uh, <laughs> we did have a good time, did we, Don? <laughs> whatever we wanted, Randy, whatever we wanted. We tipped. Wow. I it was the biggest tip. I don't know about you, um, Mark, but I don't think I've ever given a $200 tip in my life. <laughs> That's incredible. Well, I just need to know ahead of time. <laughs> you being the Donald Trump, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we totally were, and Jim, Jim was just really grand. So anyway, he's agreed to do it again, and we're definitely going to put something together. I might just ask him to do it after the first of the year when things calm down a little bit, Mike, but definitely we're, he, it's been approved, okay? It's in the pot, our Halloween pot. <laughs> boo, Mike, boo! <laughs> he it. sounds like Frankenstein. It's huge, <laughs> club, club, club. It's huge. It's the spoof of Donald Trump on Saturday Night Live. I know where he's pulling it. It's so hilarious. <laughs> like I said, it's Frankenstein, right? Uh, I actually, I, I 
I enjoy Donald Trump. I don't agree with him, but I totally enjoy him. And I, I read his book, Art of the Deal. But i got to get the rest of these people mentioned, or uh, <laughs> I, I failed the contract, okay? Mm-hmm. Marketing with the sto- stars, really reasonable prices, mainly this 80 to 100,000, um, well-known, good delivery, um, great reputation with Raw. He's been on the show. You know, he's, he's, he's a great human being. Uh, Galactic Federation, Sheldon and Colleen. I just want to make a point, Guy. We talked about Patricia, Hurricane Patricia. Remember about how it's terrorizing Mexico? Yes. So I have a person in Mexico. They drove inland because they were so afraid of what was going to happen with Patricia. Mm-hmm. And remember I told you that I thought the Galactic Federation would help? Yes. Well, I think the Galactic Federation helped because what came in was a big thunderstorm. That's it. Really? Yes, I never did really. hear the outcome. Yeah, wow. you didn't hear the outcome because... They did the Remember when I talked to you about the Chilean quake and the quote tsunami and it like pumped a, a, a foot wave on yeah. San Diego? It didn't happen. The same thing here. I I not only prayed to Jesus Christ, Buddha, and everybody else. I prayed to the Galactic Federation. You know, and what mm-hmm. happened was a thunderstorm. So we, wow. I do believe that we have friends here, and I just want to take that opportunity. And I know that some, I've told that some of you look a little strange, but we'll get used to each other. Because I just want to say thank you to whatever forces it was that didn't wipe out Mexico, because that was the plan. Because the day before the hurricane was predicted, Mexico changed over to the Juan. Okay, to mention, drvalerie.com, D-O-C-T-O-R-V-A-L-E-R-I-E.com. Seriously, folks. Call up and make a reservation with me for your complimentary session. I do epigenetic clearing, which actually has to do with clearing your ancestors as well. So it's powerful stuff, and I've got some really cool clients in different parts of the world. So don't worry about how far you are. Right now I'm working with some people in Australia. Uh, So um, Also, we have the minerals there. Anyway, you want to check it out. You want to know about alkaline water called Brooke Peterson. 561-628-1845. 561-628-1845. You have a quick thing you want to say about anything I've just been mentioning there, Randy, Shandy, Randy? Just everything that you've mentioned is so important, and I cannot wait. I'm going to Albuquerque. That's it. I'm totally going to show up. I mean, we've been doing radio there for three years, and I haven't come, so it's yeah, going to happen this time. And what happens when we go is that, that we do it in station, and we get to look at Mike through the glass. Okay. Oh my gosh! And we sit at the, we sit so at the table, and we've got our little earphones on, and we've got these professional mics in front of us, and there's Mike over on the other side, twirling the dials and doing all this stuff, and <laughs> giving me high signs and low signs and all of this kind of stuff. And, and Mike will way. be so happy because our sound will actually be perfect, because <laughs> <laughs> we'll be on their mics, not our mics. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my God! Okay. Producer Heaven, that sounds perfect. Okay, so we <laughs> left you on a cliffhanger. Let's see if we can pull you up over the edge. Continue, Miss Shannon, if you can remember what you were doing before we did all of this. Right. Well, and if it's okay, I'll I'll uh, search up and give out my replay number so that everybody. Oh, can please do that it. right now. Okay, the replay is. I'll give it twice. Six four one seven one five three five nine eight. Six four one seven one five three five nine eight, and the pin is seven seven nine one five nine pound. Seven 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 nine yeah one five nine pound seven seven nine one five nine pound. The most incredible call. We had the most callers 
for that call than any call I've ever had. Any oh, I'm going to call him and had. tell him. Yeah. And the secret to the sauce of winning, like he was saying, we need to stop the foreclosure fight and start going for this fraud that they slid in on the closing table. And that document, you just got to look at all your documents. We all just stick them in a file and we never look at those again. Go pull them back out, dust them off, and look to see if they slid in something called the borrower certification authorization form. And if they did, then they committed fraud, and they've been selling your signature off over and over, and they made probably millions if it was back in the, the early 2000s, made millions and millions of dollars on your signature. So the yeah, other thing oh, that we're I know doing, the other thing that fits with exactly what you're saying is the mm-hmm. securitization audit, okay? Yes. So that was what I think I was going to mention on air. Do you know what a securitization audit is? In a nutshell, it's basically they are able to track a lot of the places that your signature went. (laughs) It's the history, it's the timeline of the sale of your signature that you didn't know you gave. Okay, here's here's the cool part to it. It's not just where your signature went or where the note went. It's where it didn't go as well. Exactly. Okay, there's certain pooling things and different things that the banks do, and they have a certain amount of time. They have a, they actually have a structure and a schedule by which they have to perform certain duties, and the securitization audit actually shows that IndyMac Bank didn't do that. There's so much fraud, Val, that th- these bankers and these people that slide it in on, on the tail end, I don't think the, the people that are... Because a lot of times the bankers don't show up. They just hire somebody, an outside source, that, that work, will work for the title company, and they bring all the forms, and the title company then wants you to sign everything. If you're not willing to sign it all, then that's it, end of the table. And so everyone signs everything. I even tried to not sign things on my table, and the lady said, look, if you don't sign, so it's you under it. threat. Yeah, you don't get it. And I, I was closing on my house, so why would I not sign? I had to sign. I had no choice. <clears throat> and so now I'm going to go dig and look for those documents. And here's the other thing. When they sold your note off over and over and over, nobody paid tax, not one dollar. And so we're forming, this is not through Ken, this is through a, another group of people that I had on the call listening on Thursday night. We're going to go after that money, and we're going to turn all of those people in to the IRS Free income in tax evasion? Yes. But <laughs> what happens is, is the IRS will take the full note. So let's say you have a $100,000 note. They will give you back something like 50% of the tax right off the bat of the first year, and then it drops down. So they actually tally it up and give you a check. So whatever what your you full note is, you get that money back. It's called cancellation of debt income. And I may not have 100% of the facts because I have a, a team that we're working on this. We have some calls this afternoon in regards to it. But there is IRS forms for that, 2848, 8821, 14039. And those are all critical forms to go cancel that debt income out. And you will get paid for that. And so if anyone's interested in that, we are working on that, and we're putting that together. Oh, yeah, I like that. Tell me more about that later. <laughs> That's good. Just imagine, if you have a half-million-dollar note. Try have a million-and-a-half-dollar note. Val, you're the first client. <laughs> 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 I 
I live in South Florida. I could go door to door with this. <laughs> Every well, home this is way. five. I started six. at a million, and they've added another half million to it. So I don't know exactly how that plays. Yeah. So there will be a lot more to this in the coming months because the process is. Uh, we already do actually have our first client, and the the process will take a few months to get through. <clears throat> and we're going to we're going to witness it. Uh, my partners have already seen the checks, so now we're going to take on a client for this. We've got our first one lined up, our first uh, person, and we can take on more as long as it's really people that we know, like you. <laughs> and you see, folks. <laughs> by the way, we're going into our 29th year of radio. Woohoo! Ken, Ken Dost, awesome. bless his heart, was a gift of Sherry Vincent who she and I are the ones that went to the remote viewing class mm. together. And she's so, so sweet. She's such yeah. a sweetheart. She's not only a sweetheart, she happens to be a, a majorly good at, um, you know, colors and arranging homes and clearing up clutter and stuff like that. And she certainly has helped clear up some emotional clutter in my life with her assistant. She's also just a real hot dog when it comes to... Um, researching stuff and check, checking it out. And I just do not want to go off, you know, off this air today on Halloween without mentioning two of the nastiest spooks I've ever laid eyes on um, <laughs> are actually on the cover of um, Roger Stone and Robert Morrow's book, The Clinton's War on oh, Women. Yes. I have read this thing from cover to cover, and the truth of the matter is I, I cannot understand how these people are... <laughs> the, the nerve of Hillary if one one hundredth of what's in this book is true, Hillary Clinton has a lot of nerve running for, for president. Oh, she's and gutsy. She's got guts beyond guts. Well, I mean we're looking at we're looking at but according to the book, I, I'm not I cannot testify this personally, but according to the book, they are Bill Clinton is is um Serial rape, murder, drug dealing, um, and, and intimidation. Those would be the major ones for him. The major ones for her would be murder, intimidation, um, lying through her teeth at every opportunity when she feels threatened. Um, and um, <laughs> what else would you think of, Randy? How far have you gotten in the book? Yeah, I'm in the thick of it. And here's what I don't get. How does she walk through life and actually, you know, I mean, the intimidation is so great. Listen to this. I don't watch the debates at all, but I kept hearing through my grapevine all these little clips and how it was just like a wild, wild west and how the media that was doing the interviews are going to get fired. We'll never hear from them again. I thought, okay, well, this is kind of juicy. I want to see what happens. So, I grabbed my youngest son, and we, I showed him a couple clips, and I said, you want to watch it with me? And we sat down, and we had a blast. We were, we were laughing uh, our butts off through the whole thing because it was unbelievable. I mean, go back and listen. Watch the replay. You have to watch it. It's just wild in the first two, three minutes of these people that are running to run this country. It's unreal. And, you know, they did a much better job than the Democrats. That's just lamestream. That's why we don't hear about anything. But this was wild, and there was a lot of things coming out on the table. And one of them was this, Mike Huckabee, and, and everybody kind of laughs and smirks, and there was some gasps in the room, but he said something that was so poignant, and I don't know that the masses totally get it. He said, I am the only one on this stage that has gone up against the Clinton machine. I mean, they're known for that. That's disgusting. 
so I am the only one that's gone up against the Clinton machine, and I lived to tell about it. And the wor- the whole room, the arena, went wild when he said it. Why? And everyone on the stage looked over, and there was like, they were not laughing necessarily on the stage, but it was a gasp and a lot of, like, you could hear whispering and talking, and the whole arena goes crazy. Why did they do that? Why did everyone on the stage look at Mike Huckabee in that moment that he said it, and he looked back at them? Because they all know the Clintons are murderers. They may not physically take that gun. They may not physically take that knife. But according to this book, and again, I can't testify to it either, but a whole lot of people know that that's a murdering regime. And that's why they're called the Clinton machine. And when he said that, that whole room erupted. And that didn't, of course, make any of the media clips. And that should have been one of the first ones. Because those people, if this book is right, if any part of this book, Part of the murdering sections of this book are right. They should be, I mean, possibly getting the death penalty for the the murders they've caused. Oh, listen, the, the one that gets me the worst, and and mind you, the rest of it. I mean, I've known about political. I'm I'm a history major. Okay, so I've studied political infighting and corruption and poisonings and you know all that kind of stuff. I mean, I started out in English history, sixth and seventh century, worked my way forward into China while I was at it, France. Mm-hmm. So it's it's part of my background here. But the thing that really, of, of all the things that gets me, that makes them mass murderers, if it's true, is... Some, do you, did I mention prison blood before? No. Okay, so what these people did, they went into the prisons, they bought the br- blood of prisoners for $7. Okay. They put it on the market to Canadians... They sold oh. hundreds of thousands of units of this of this blood, and it was contaminated with HIV and oh. also with hepatitis. And they literally murdered mm. hundreds of hundreds and hundreds of Canadians and infected hundreds of thousands of them. And wow. to me, it's the most it's 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 insidious. It's, it is. It's it's there's oh God, it. I, I don't even have words for the intensity of the deprav- depraved. That's good. Do you like depraved? Yeah. Depravity of people that would do this to to our, our citizens, our friends in Canada. It's it's horrific. And you know, here's the thing, Val. I mean, we're we're giving ourselves a, a way out so that they don't come and get us because we're saying if any of this is true. Roger Stone and Robert Morrow. They dug and dug and dug, and people were willing to talk, and they got testimonials. They've got affidavits. That's a statement of true fact. Try to undo it. And the thing is, is the Clintons aren't speaking out about the book, and, and they say right in the beginning that if they are discredited, it's because, you know, because the Clintons are going to do anything that they can to discredit them as good people. And here's uh, Roger Stone I gave his last book to a friend of mine who's very, very well read, over a thousand books, and said that this was, and that was about the JFK book, said that this was the most well-written, historically-based book that I've ever read. And now he's got this book, The Clinton's War on Women, and it's a bestseller already, and I I can't attest to the book. 
But if I had to bet the tip of the, my pinky, because I don't like pain. <laughs> <laughs> I think the tip of the pinky would be painful enough, okay? I would say it's all 100% fact. Well, That's what this, I would say. Let me toss this in there for you, Miss Shannon. You're on, definitely on a roll. There are 586 <laughs> footnotes in this book, okay? Footnotes are where they give you the facts about where they got stuff from. 586. Mm-hmm. I've never read a book that had 586 footnotes. So I'm suspecting that um, this was Robert Morrow's part of the action here. Roger Stone, personally, I've met. He's been on Waking Up in America before, and we'll have him um, back with Robert really soon. Um, it's just like, Randy, we're going to have to go to two shows. Yeah, I think so. And he, Robert's waiting for a call. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, I'm just saying that, that we've got all of these good people stacked up. We have one of our listeners, Cheryl, uh, bless her heart. She wants us to do something on cruelty to animals. Right now, I'm just handling, mm. Cheryl, forgive me, but right now I'm handling cruelty to humans right now. And what's been done to um, the world, it's not just Americans at this point, what's been done to the world, uh, and these are just examples of it, between the chemtrails, the GMOs, and then this prison blood thing made me just bloody crazy because yeah. it's so obvious. It's To give somebody contaminated blood it's and to sell horrible. it. And by the way, they sold it for, they bought it for seven. They didn't even pay cash for it. They gave them prison script. Oh, And then my they sold gosh. it for 50, okay? And then they just killed people right and left with it. How many died on that? I, I honestly don't remember. Um, significant, I, I believe over 100,000 people were infected. I don't know wow. how many of them died. And, and then I, those my figures are really loose. And it's a, it's a gift that keeps on giving, right? That's how they looked at it. Yeah, and then if you take a look at, um, I can't think of the name of the town in um, Arkansas. It begins with a name like Mensa or Mensa or something like yeah, that. Yeah, real close to Bryant, Arkansas. Yeah. yeah. Well, that particular town was a drug-running center, and, and um, the Clintons were, according to this book, very well known for drug-running. And just yesterday, actually, I was watching a clip of... Uh, Ron Paul from like the late 80s like <laughs> by the way his hair was brown he was really cute and sassy looking it was like 1988 or something like that He's he was happy. talking about this drug war then yeah uh, you know so what the there United- isn't anybody that was in law enforcement that had anything to do with the Clintons that didn't know the Clintons were all involved Oh, we're not just talking about the Clintons. We're talking about the Bushes. We're talking about all kinds of people. The point is is that it's been very well-known, publicized since 1980s, that the U.S. government is doing drug running. Yep. Okay? And here we are with the same cast of characters. And they're still getting away with it. Boo, boo, boo. I watched Sleepy Hollow. Have you ever seen that show? I'm sure... I'm sure I Oh, have. Sleepy Hollow is this thing where Ichabod Crane comes back and he's working with a, um, um, a FBI woman. Uh, I watched it for the first time because I watched Bones, even though Bones is like so gross with how they always start the show. They were doing a crossover between Bones and Sleepy Hollow and they found this general from the 1700s that had been buried and it opened up this whole thing and the, and the guy was so evil and stuff. And I thought, this stuff just never ends. Here's a general from 1782 or something like that um, who's now being resurrected because that's what happens in Sleepy Hollow. They resurrect people. So I mm-hmm. watch Sleepy Hollow again and hear that he was resurrected and he was pulled up his old um, British army 
friends from one of the crypts, and they all went marching on the town to take it over and be evil again. And then, of course, the winning teams from the Smithsonian and Sleepy Hollow managed to end the general's career. The point is, these guys go on over time. You can step on them. You know, I understand, Randy, that you can cut the head off a cockroach and it still lives for two weeks. Yes. You can cut the heads off these cockroaches and they're going 200 years later, they're still going. They still go. So the only way I I know how to do this is actually to create a positive alkaline atmosphere, okay? And how I create alkaline atmosphere is with Edward Group III and with Patricia Brennan because these people are about love and life. And when Patricia sends me a little note or something, she puts a card in it that's a picture of Jesus Christ walking on water. I love her for that. It's up to us to walk on water, raise the frequency, because the truth of the matter is, yes, this stuff is going on, but it can only live in an acid environment. So I was telling you before the show, I'm actually, I've been drinking apple, Patricia Bragg's apple cider vinegar, lemon juice, and distilled water this week to, in preparation for a cleanse, and I've already noticed a difference in my energy and that my sleeping is better. Then what's happening is my body's getting alkaline. Okay? So... I can go into court now, Randy, and I can laugh and play with the clerks. Before, I was going into court and I was trembling Mm. because that's the difference between acid and alkaline. If your life is acid, and these people are just pure sulfuric acid, okay? These are, this is sulfuric acid at its worst. The pictures on the cover are so good. (laughs) Hillary looks so evil. Oh, I know, Roger. Bill looks like he's been doing a doobie. (laughs) (laughs) then I can actually laugh I mean I walked in here this morning because I put him on the desk last night so I could be sure to include him on the radio and I looked at him this morning and I thought what perfect Halloween buggers they're right here yeah she doesn't need to put on a mask she's got it on I mean in that picture (laughs) when she puts on a mask Randy is when she's on like Colbert or something like that yeah and they make like everything charming. I swear to God exactly so yeah. congratulations on being so magnificently two-faced, Hillary, because you do a really good job of it. So the, see, see, the thing is that when you get to be alkaline, you just start handling the problem. Mm-hmm. And, and you're listing all the ways we're handling the problem. Tim Turner, I love you. Tim said, you know, they put him in jail because Karen Hudis thinks Tim Turner is a terrorist. Well, he kind of is. He's a paper terrorist. <laughs> Tim Turner's yeah, whole strategy, Randy, was yeah. paper cuts. Massive amounts of paper cuts. Massive amounts of paper cuts. So the borrower um, certification authorization, the securitization audit, the, all these different things. I rescinded my loan this week. All these things are paper cuts, okay? When you get a securitization audit, as I mentioned before, you find out where stuff didn't go that it was supposed to go to actually be inside the trail. So they've broken all kinds of rules you never would know about unless you had somebody like Michael Kerrigan doing a, uh, an audit for you. And best 800 bucks I ever spent, let me tell you. I just, and I got a 50-page color report back on the criminality of what had been going on. Nice. So all these things give you power and possibility. And what happens is if they take you down uh, or if a particular court doesn't do something for you or says, I'm sorry, or the judge is just, you know, for whatever reason, isn't going to give you what it is you're looking for, you have enough grounds to go back to court again. And so the thing about um, Ken Dost and myself, we celebrate each other because we've both been doing this for eight years successfully. 
So, Ken, high five. High five, <laughs> Ken. Because we He both, was a great guest. Yeah, well, we've had a great past, both of us. We're here mm-hmm. eight years later when I watched in bankruptcy court, Randy, I watched 17 people lose their homes before I went up before the judge. That's scary, right? Well, it was a bit, I, I think the word was horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it was horrifying, <laughs> except I wasn't really worried. It was horrifying to me that it happened to the people. Mm-hmm. But I knew that it wouldn't be, I knew that even if that judge didn't give me what I wanted and she didn't, she kind of sort of did but not exactly what I wanted, I knew that there was another thing to go after them for. Yeah. it's uh, Well, and the longer it takes, the more that comes out. So congrats oh, to, to you, Val, for... Oh, I know what I was going to tell you on air. Yes. When, when the attorney for Deutsche Bank had somebody else send something from the law firm, it's not on her head, on her letterhead, but this other woman that sent over the interrogatories? Yeah. At the bottom of her form, it says we're debt collectors. <gasps> oh, it's right mm-hmm. on the email. And I, I gave it to the judge. What that What'd does... What mm-hmm. uh-huh. What'd the judge say about it? Well, I don't know yet because I turned it in. Um, I, actually, I turned it in, but I didn't mention it because um, I've learned that there's another fun thing that you can do, which is you don't put all your eggs... You don't put your eggs on the table at one time. Gotcha. You just well, hopefully actually you circled it. Yes. So <laughs> no, I'll just reference it. Okay. Okay. Good. Okay. So what happens is you get another chance because all these things give you another chance to come back after them, and that's exactly. how you can drag it on. And by the way, um, oh, he's playing that music. I know. Fifteen or fifty. Five zero. <laughs> well, what can I say? This program has been brought to you by Kirk Arden of Galactic Media or Radio Partners, GoningCompany.com, Dr. James Murphy, John Denver, Tippy Hadron, Carol Channing, Deepak Chopra, Ed Asner, Dennis Weaver, Larry Hagman, and Esther Williams, Admiral Eugene, Carol Jane Goodall, and Jonathan Granoff, and 42Action.org, Dr. Valerie, and doctors all spelled out. We thank our producers and sponsors. A big thanks to Jeff Bernard, Nathan Jed, um, um, Mike. Mike and um, what can I say Ron Simon Tramel Hubbard we love you Bent Migan thank you for Almost Ordinary People which is available to you as a free mp3 next week invite a friend to listen do a misfit today give someone a boost and um, go Iceland go I'm sticking to that I love Iceland and you're not crazy anymore You've thank you for joining us today for Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgaard Waking Up in America can be heard live every Wednesday on voiceamerica.com and Valerie welcomes all emails at heavenincorporated.com. This is for all you knew, pouring through. Now your heart is open. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 